Hi everyone! Hello, hello! And welcome back to Never, Never Mind, Mind the, the Girl, Girl Talk, Talk episode number eight. Ocho. Ocho. With me, Jenny. And me, Gina. And today we'll be talking about societal time pressures on us as women or people in general. People in general. Yeah. yeah, so I think this one's going to be really interesting mm. because I think maybe from my side anyway, culturally, it might be different from what is pressured on me to what's pressured on you. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But first, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yep, that's really it guys. Every week, just treat it like it's your chat with your gal pals. We're your besties now. You've been with us for eight weeks and you know we chat rubbish. So yeah. don't listen to what we got to say. <laughs> I mean, listen to us, but don't take it too seriously. We don't want to offend anybody and our views are our own views. And with that? I think you said everything, really. Yeah. Let's Get on with the show. Don't take anything as gospel, what exactly. we say anyway. Exactly. Okay, so what should we start off with? Well, I was thinking, when you were between like 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. what did you think you would have achieved when, by the time you were 28? And how has that actually played out in real life? <sighs> Did you ever go, I'm going to get married at this age? Yes. And I'm going to have babies at this age? I was on my second kid by 24. (laughs) What? Well, that's what I thought. I said to myself, at 26, I'll get married. And I wanted to find, I don't know, I said find a boyfriend at like 22. Get married by 26. Have a baby by 28. And I am 28, baby. And I have not done any. You have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend that I found at 26. Oh, so it's okay. So that would mean that you should get married at 30 and have your first baby at 32. If you followed that. Somehow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I might have been talking rubbish and just making things up. But I think that sounds realistic. Which one? The 26th or? The 32. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, yeah, but there's other times constraints other than, I think what we're getting at with this episode is that some everyone's like going at different speeds so i've got people on instagram now who are married with kids and have bought their own home and i'm just sitting here like oh, there's people I... on instagram who are 20 and have got a million pound house i know so i or think everyone youtubers who've yeah got like a billion followers they've all got their own everything everyone's got their own path i guess but mine's just like a normal person's path mm. in the modern day because i think um, marriage and kids have kind of shifted a bit later in life now yeah. than in, say, my mum's generation? Well, yeah, and no. I don't know. I don't feel like I've seen such a huge pattern because, yes, my, my grandma was 17 when she got married. Yeah, so was mine. No, mine was younger, but she had kids at 17. And then my mum was 21 at her first. And then... So that's kind of getting later. But other yeah. people's parents... My, my mum got late. married at like 28, 27. But, but she, was, she was one of those women who was just like, I'm not getting married. And she kind of wanted to have fun beforehand. And She's a modern day woman. She, she really is. And so she... Although I do get pressured from her now, like, I'm 20, she goes, Jen, you're 28, you've got a job now, get yourself settled, buy a house, get married, have kids... And I'm not really that person to follow that. Mm. I'm really one to just say, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah, which I think is right because, I mean, sometimes I still think, okay, I am 27, nearly 28. Mm. I'm not married. I have no kids. 
I don't own a home. I don't have a car. Do you feel pressure? I feel pressure to buy a house because everyone around me is buying a house. Mm. But everyone around me has got like 60 grand to put down on a house. And here's me just like, here's Do they live debt. in London? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bought a house in London? No. Oh. Well, some of my friends have bought houses in London. The one with the 60 grand deposit is actually bought it in Bristol. But I uh, was just, at the time of when you're supposed to save, I was out there frolicking the land. Yeah. I went to uni with debt. Exactly. Like, that's how bad I was. Mm. And then I got out of it right after uni and then moved to London and then got back into double the amount of debt. Mm. Because London is expensive. And if you want to have fun... And there's too much things to do. I know. You can't not do it because you're young and free and... And Instagram calls for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I just think, oh, you only live once. Just buy that thing. I just buy too many clothes. Yeah. That I don't wear. Or wear once and then not bother wearing it again. I wear once and then it's on Instagram, so... So what were your parents expecting you to do? Have you had any expectations from your parents? I don't think I have. So I don't think my parents have played by the book so much either. So okay. Well, maybe they Elaborate, do. Elaborate, please. Uh, well, my mum listens to the podcast, so... Does she? Hi, mum. <laughs> well, no, I just think she hasn't put any pressure on me because... There isn't, I don't think she's followed like a same route either. So what has she told you? What has she given you? Well, I've never had, on? my mum has never said to me, you need to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Or you never, she never said to me, you need to settle down and find a man because, you know, you ain't getting any younger. My mum says that to me. Your mum is completely opposite to my mum then. Exactly. She's like, hurry different. up and have kids. And before I met Simon, she was when are you going to find a guy? You're so lucky because you'll have a kid. You've got your mum in Peckham. Mm. who looks after kids for a living. You mm-hmm. are going to save so much on childcare. Oh, yeah. You've got it. It's going to be great. Set. Oh, you can, you can hire my mum as well. Uh, they could learn a second language. They will learn Chinese. Yeah, because she Chinese. won't speak English. She won't, no, because no. she can't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take her up on that. Yeah. And she can, she can teach the child uh, Chinese. Yeah. Mm. And she'll do it for... Mates rates. Mates rates. Yeah. Yeah, mum so, I mean, let's just go back to when your mum said, you don't have to get married. Just slow it down. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Mine are all very much, my all, both very much, I'm too old to be a grandparent. I think it's only now. Too old to be a grandparent. Sorry, too young to be a grandparent. So it's only now I think they're kind of getting it that my body clock is saying, have a baby. Yeah. So they're going to have to, their body clocks are going to be like, be a grandma. Yeah. So. But I mean, do you compare yourself with like peers or like people around you? Do you know what? No. No, I don't. So when it comes to like all of the people I mentioned that have got kids and houses and Mm. marriage, I actually don't envy them at all because I don't think it's not achievable for me. I envy people who have stuff that I feel like is pretty much impossible. Like having a million followers, mm-hmm. not having to sit at a nine till five job, mm. already millionaires and they're like 22, they've got mm-hmm. like three businesses. And I'm like, why does my brain not work, work that, that way? way. Like, I know. how can I not think outside the box? Why am I just following these societal rules and just doing the nine till five? Look, you never know. This podcast might go booming at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have 
million subscribers. Maybe. At some point. No, not might, will. Yeah. When we achieve at it. Some but we'll yeah. just achieve it at a different rate. Exactly. So people just move and, and everyone's got a different path. To be so. honest though, there are some, I think the social media has put unrealistic milestones on us, on the general normal person. Yeah. I think, I agree actually. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to argue. I agree. Yeah, but I think it does push us as people to strive for better and achieve our goals and just not care what anyone says, but do what you need to do to yeah. get there. I feel like that's 50-50% of the population. So firstly, the stuff that is put on Instagram is about 50% of someone's life. So you might say mm. even an if influencer... That even. But even an influencer is only putting their best side. Exactly, exactly yeah. yeah. And, and influencers probably more, more close to 50%. We're probably like 2% of our life. If even, yeah, exactly. For you, maybe even less. Yeah. Not 0.5% of your I life. I don't even use it. I do, but only very little. Yeah, I was actually yeah. stalking you the other day, and you don't you don't put that much... Photos up. No. no you don't put that much content up I'm there. I'm terrible, yeah. But no, but what you do is put up gold. What? It's gold. Pure gold. What is? Your content when you do post it. Oh, my stories. No, on your main page. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's pure gold. It's just few and far between. Thank you very much. I know, I know. That's but what I, that's, I think that was my goal for my Instagram, to put up things that I, once in a lifetime things that I do and like put it up. And yeah. Not just an everyday, hi, today I'm taking a selfie and putting it up. Yeah. No, I mean, that's not. That's was, kind of what I do. That wasn't my goal. Mine was just like, if I do once in a lifetime thing, I'll take a picture. And put it up and there. Put it up then, yeah. But the thing is, to, to go back to my point, was that it's motivating and demotivating at the same time because, yes, you're motivated to like push yourself harder, but you're also living in your reality. And actually, you're not living 100% an Instagram life, but neither mm -hmm. is the person who you're seeing every day post a different picture. Some of these are all taken together. Some of them, they may take the picture and then breathe out or then cry or then so you're not seeing the yes, whole thing but you're sure. still aspiring to be that instagram life and i think for younger audiences it is quite damaging yeah i think for someone who's like grown up and grown through it like, like us, us yeah we can see the you, change and the difference yeah whereas people who've only grew up around social media won't know any difference at all no and that's scary because if I was 13 now, like when I was 13, Instagram wasn't around. Yeah. So if I was 13 now and you're not following the right people, and this is what I said in episode two, yeah. if you're not following the right people, it can have a detrimental impact and you're yeah. feeling you're falling behind. Yeah. But if you're following all these pages where they only show the good side and only the glamorous side and you think, okay, that's what their life is like all the time. Yeah. And you strive to be like that, it's going to be impossible. Yeah. But also it's like kind of setting out that you have to go to school, go to college, go to uni, meet a partner, mm. get married, have a baby, or buy a house, mm. have a baby. Mm. And it, it, it's kind of like a timeline that's kind of prescribed to you and it's kind of drummed into you from a really like early age. Even like Disney princesses, Mm. Like obviously not they've not got the school element part of it like but they've got their own find is, a true love or yeah. like get married, get married and then the, yeah baby. and then the sequel the of it comes story. and then the children come exactly yeah um so you're kind of like this is the pattern that you're meant to fall but I don't actually think they put an age around it no but they're all young yeah they are yeah. well yeah yeah they're all young do you know what I just don't feel like 
So I was talking to my partner about this yesterday. Yeah. And he was saying about an Instagram post where you have a director of the business and you have a manager, a senior manager. And the senior manager is like jealous, envious of the director mm-hmm. because of where he's got to in life. And then you have like a, a, a like an operations employee who's really jealous of the senior manager because where she's got to in life. Mm-hmm. And then you've got maybe someone who's... Like a janitor. Yeah, who's then jealous of what she's done in life. Yeah. And then you've got maybe someone who's jobless and then they're jealous of anyone who's got a job because yeah. they can't get one. And then you've got someone who's homeless and you're like looking for... Who's jealous of someone who's... Like, just got a home. A roof over their head, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. like, everyone's always looking at somebody else and comparing yeah. themselves to it because... But there isn't... No one... Everyone's different. So to have a societal norm is kind of... It, it, what is a societal norm if everyone's different and everyone's... Striving to be like someone else or yeah. have goals. There isn't, like, just one road and we're all walking down it. Yeah, but I we're think society does put a... Society does put, like, a one-road thing. Like, um, just norms and milestones that we should all be taking. There should It should be a straight... Like, school, university, marriage, boyfriend, whatever it is. School, and, university, I agree. Mm-hmm. Because, not even, actually, school, like, vocation, apprenticeship... From 16 now, you have to either go to college or you have to go to do an apprenticeship. So there is no dropping out like there was. Is there not? No. Since when? Five years, maybe. Oh, right, okay. So you now have to either be in the education or an apprenticeship until you're 18. At that point, you can then drop out. So, yes, we're training them there. But where is the marriage thing coming from now? Because we have, like, tell me, actually, where do you think the marriage pressure is coming from now? Marriage pressure. Yeah. I think once you hit a certain age and that you've got a partner, they expect it, then that's the next thing. When's the wedding? Oh, when are you going to put a ring on ah. it? Oh, when's that going to happen? Oh, at your wedding, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And so... So it's family pressures. Yeah. Close friends and family pressures. A lot pressures. of the time, especially when you're with your partner for a long time. So I've been with mine for three years. And so they're itching. People are itching for it. Like, when's it going to happen? And for me, I'm just like, I haven't even got that on my mind. Except right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're discussing it. But it is family pressures, generally. Yeah, I think so. But I feel like family pressures mostly happen, like, seriously in the Eastern world. Yeah. Whereas the Western world is a bit more individualistic and yeah. independent. Well, yeah. Like, for me, I am Asian. I live in the Western world. But my mum is still very much, her brain does go, when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to do this? And the pressure's there, but it's not as instilled. It's not like, I'm going to disown you if this no. if, if you don't do this. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone in Asia, you know, in Eastern world. She'd be Eastern disappointed world, if you She never, would. If you told her that, do you know what, children aren't for me. Oh, she'd be so disappointed. And she'd she, disown you then. She won't, no, 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 she won't, she'll never disown me. But she, um, she's more, like, disappointed and she'd be sad about it. And for us as children, we want to make our parents proud. Yeah. And pride for, especially in the Asian world and Chinese world, is massive. You do big weddings just to show off that your son is getting married. You invite everyone and their, and their dog just to show off that you're married and you're proud of that and mm. it's all big on pride and face and all mm. of that stuff. 
Whereas I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not the same in the Western world. You have to do your name proud, do your, you know, make make it honourable. See, I also think that's dependent on kind of, so it can be dependent on your religion as well. Mm. Because there but are certain rules. Really that religious. So no, I for really us know. it doesn't even. Yeah. For me, I have no... My parents will support whatever decision I make. Yeah. Unless it's getting a tattoo, in which case I am disowned. But <laughs> everything outside of that... That's hilarious. I know. Honestly, I don't think they would care if I did <laughs> drugs or smoked. But if I got a tattoo, <laughs> they would disown me. So outside of that, anything. But then it gets to a point where is, um, What do you want from me? Because mm. any decision I make, you'll support it. But which is kind of good, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, I think they just want to make see you happy, and no doubt my mum says the same thing. She always says, "I don't care who you date, as long as they make you happy." Yeah. And I don't care what you do. She she doesn't really know what I do, no. for a living. But she goes, "Are you happy?" Yes. Okay, then that's that. That's it then. Aww. So she's she's always like that. Every decision that I come to her on, or e- everything that I confide in her in, she just asks me if I'm happy. Yeah. That's all she asks. She doesn't ask me. And that's me. what you need. Yeah, that's all I need. And she doesn't go, well, this doesn't give you enough money, so don't go for that one. She's not really one to do that, whereas I find that some parents, I'm very lucky to have my mum, but some parents will be like, you've got to be a lawyer, you've got to be a doctor. Yeah. Or pushing them down a certain route, or... Managing, managing, yeah. Managing through their training and basically just. I was yeah. watching them um, Junior Bake Off. <laughs> this what? week. What? You know, watching that. I know. And the little girl, she's nine. Yeah. And she's doing this icing on the cake, and she said, "See, all that time, my dad's shouting at me to get the icing right. It's all paid off." And I was just like, "Wow." He's shouting I mean, at you to make I think, a cake. You know what? I think as a kid, you have to be disciplined. In a certain way, mm. you, there, there has to be some sort of discipline involved, whether it's going to judo class or your mum training you on something or whatever it is, there has to be some discipline. You can't just let a child run, run havoc. No, I agree. In fact, actually, I don't know why I'm saying it like that, because I only think of my brother who's not done any activities and he doesn't run wild. No, I mean, but if... If you have parents, I learned this in sociology, by the way. Oh, okay. Is, is Share you, your knowledge. If you have a kid who's maybe they've done something wrong mm. that, and you go, don't do that, the kid will never know why not to do it. They'll just won't do it. But they might keep doing that and not knowing why. You have to elaborate why they shouldn't do it to that child so that they can understand why it's not a good way to not a good reason to kick someone so they don't do it again yes but i guess like just drawing it back do you feel like there are societal pressures on you to complete things mm-hmm. within a certain time frame society more family than societal but so it is just the marriage and the kids is from your family yeah but societal pressures as well for say women in women at work. I think we're at a stage as well where women have got that freedom to move up or have have a seat at the table type thing. And for us as women in this generation, I think the pressure's on us to break the glass ceiling. Oh, okay. 
yeah. I feel like, because once we do it, it opens the doors for the rest of the girls and little girls and women out there. I think although there will be changes that we'll make for our next generation, I don't think the, we will be the ones to break the glass ceiling. I think we still got such a long way to go. Yeah, so we were listening to... Um, have to forgive me. We were listening to... You have to forgive me on the pronunciation. Gillian Kowalchuk. Kowalchuk. Yeah. Kowalchuk. Yeah. Um, TED Talk the other day. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, and she was saying that it would take 270 years to fully, completely close that equality, gap. gender mm. equality gap. Mm. So I think... It'll be in like two, three generations' time. Probably more, if that's accurate. But, yeah. yeah. Three or four, maybe. Three or four. Sorry, three or four. I just think... Individuals, there's enough... But that's not saying that we can't break that ceiling. Me and you, you and I. Yeah. But I don't think it's society as a whole as a will whole, be... Yeah. No, I don't think that's going to be the yeah. case. But you and I, absolutely. And we will. We will. We are going to. We're on our way. Bloody hope so. No, nothing hoping about it. We got this. But for me, I don't see the societal pressures at all. Don't you see like body other people? Pressures. Yeah, body clock pressures. But do you ever compare yourself to other people and go, am I smarter? Am I fitter? Am I happier than that person? With anyone? So I think it depends on what period of my life you're asking me. If you asked me like three, four years ago, then yes, all the time. But now, no. And it's the same when I was saying about body clock. I hadn't thought about marriage or kids at all. Neither and, did I. Until I found the right person. And now yeah. I'm just like, okay, I can see that going the right way with you. Yeah. Now I'm excited for the future. But before, it wasn't on my... The only thing it was is like, okay... That beyond 35, I should probably have a word with myself because I'm going to have potentially have problems conceiving mm -hmm. or carrying full term beyond mm -hmm. 35. So body clock pressures, yes, but not at this age, not compared to anyone that I've seen on Instagram. Like the, I think the only thing that I, and I said this right at the beginning, the only thing I'm jealous of is the people who don't have to do a nine to five and they're doing something they absolutely, absolutely love. love. Yeah. And... Getting paid for it. Getting paid for it, but they're living to their own schedule. Yeah. And I don't, I just, I'm struggling. The, the house buying and the working, I think when I'm doing something for someone else, it's frustrating me and that's when I get envious. If, if I was paying someone else's mortgage, it's annoying, but if I was mm -hmm. paying my own, I would put more into it. Mm -hmm. If I was doing something that's for not yourself. a nine to five, yeah. yeah, and I'm doing something I absolutely love, that it's a joy to get up and I'm not like feeling sick every Monday morning because <laughs> I have to do a whole week and nine, well, eight, or not even a nine to five, five is it? It's like no. even more than that with ours. Yeah. So that's what I'm envious of. Mm. And again, that's not like a, a time constraint. I think you can nowadays do it anywhere. But it, for me, it's like coming up with the ideas. And just touching on like comparing yourself, that we might digress here, but comparing yourself with other people can lead, particularly women to mental health issues like depression or anxiety. It's not healthy for us. How did we do it a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, when there was no access to the outside? I think we, no, I think it's always been natural. I think it's a natural instinct to be jealous of 
Because I don't think the grass is always greener on the other side has come from Instagram. I'm no, no, sure no, no, that, no. That but phrase, this has given us more, phrase. what I'm saying is given us more access. And why is it that depression is higher than it's ever been, the rates? I think it's more recognised now. What do you mean? I think it was probably not recognised or talked about because it wasn't socially acceptable to talk about mental health or depression. It wasn't even a thing back then, I guess. No. Like, but I think people have always felt sad. I think probably, yeah, you're right, it's more people feeling sad now and it, it doesn't help because we've got shining a light on everything. On what brilliant. perfect is. Exactly. Yeah. But I still think people would have been jealous of their neighbours, their people at balls and dances. But to be fair, my mum's been doing it from day one. Like, we... Let's say I was a teenager, This I can even remember this, I was a teenager, woke up at like two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know one of those days mm-hmm. on a Saturday when you just ha- woke up at two o'clock in the afternoon, didn't make your bed, had uh, your cup of tea, breakfast, and mum goes, your room's a pigsty, go and clean it, go and tidy it up, your cousin, you know, mm-hmm. your cousin doesn't even do this. Look at them, they're doing so good in school, they tidy up their house, their house is so tidy and their room is so tidy, why can't you be more like them? And she's just always compared us with our, with our cousins for some reason and always kind of puts us in competition mm. of who can be best. And she's done this with our neighbours who is her kind of friend as well who she um, talks with all the time. Thankfully, I came on top because... <laughs> <laughs> Now she could just brag. Yeah. So now I could brag. Um, she's they've she's always put me in competition with her. We we're the same age. We're the, we did the same in school, but she was kind of always naughty, and I was a good one. So, um, my mum was like, "Oh, thank God you're not like her." I'm like, "Thank God, that's one of them. <laughs> one win." So yeah, just going back to your point. Yes, they must have done something like that years ago before Instagram was there. There's always something to compare it against yeah there is i didn't get compared to anyone I what think. well no because it's a cushy life well because i'm the oldest cousin by quite some time oh. i'm the only girl and i was a blooming delight so no, I, d- I highly doubt that what <laughs> you don't no i just had like my brother was naughtier and messier of and course because you're only than me only a year and a bit younger than him uh, older than him? 18 months older than him. Yeah. And and I had no cousins to compare me to. So they'd just compare you two? And he's always... I don't, no, I don't, I don't actually remember ever being compared to each other. Oh! If, if it is what you say, then maybe mum said, why can't you be more like George? To my brother, but not... I've never, never had, why can't you be more like Jamie? Mm. Or why can't you be more like... But there wasn't anyone else. Mm. My so neighbours were, were younger, like... But everyone around me, I was the oldest, I've always been the boss. Mm. Basically, having this conversation, I realised that I've got it quite cushy. Yes. And no one's ever put pressure on me to do anything. Well, no. My mum had put a lot of pressure on me to pass my 11 plus, which I failed. And a lot of pressure on me to, to pass my driving test. Yeah. And I failed. But other than that... What about, like... Would your mum ever say to you at a young age to clean the house or do house chores because you're going to need it in the future? No, I would do house chores because I would negotiate it for a good rate. 
They paid you? Yeah, I think I've already told you this. Oh my I negotiated word. my child benefits off my parents. The money that they got from the government went straight to me. What? Well, because I felt like it should have come to me. No, it goes to them to pay for your clothes on your back and the food. Yeah, but I just bought my own clothes on, on my back. I, I can't believe it to go out. how much you actually negotiated with your mum. But the thing is, is because that's the way I'm driven and that's what motivates me. So, mm. like, it is money motivated. The same with this um, issue at work that we've got at the moment. It's going towards your bonus. So, yeah, you know, if it I stresses think, me out, yeah. I'm going to do it. And then my brother could have had the same thing, but he's not money-driven. That's not what was interesting. Mm. So he didn't. But then I guess it just... Well, my parents are non-negotiators. <laughs> <laughs> the terms that they put in the house are non-negotiable, and we cannot <laughs> argue with my mum. Otherwise, we got the slipper. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I think she whooped us for the right reasons. She'd give us the right amount of chances. Would you whoop your kids now? I always say I'm going to do what my mum does, but I'm, I can't do it. I'm, very, I'm much of a softie when it comes to children. I always say that I would give them a little spank in the bum if they're naughty. And I've, my mum, she taught us, the way she's disciplined us is she's given us one chance, two chance, we're still being naughty, three chances, right, fourth one, if you do that, I'm going to whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. And so I think we knew yeah, what was you, coming. And you carried on. And we carried on. But that's another societal pressure because people say you shouldn't be hitting your kids and other people say, well, no one died from getting the slipper and it's like sorted them right out. Mm. I grew up with the naughty step. One, you got the naughty step? Yeah. And wow, But I never work? got hit. Did that work, naughty step? I mean, again, I was very rarely on it. And you had to stay on the step for your Such age. We had to stay. So if I was 10, I'd have to be on 10 minutes. And then Jamie, we were both naughty. Jamie was eight and I was 10. And if, so even if he did more, like he was worse, he would get off the step after eight minutes and I'd have to get, stay on there for 10. Did you cry? I cried a lot. I mean, I cry now all the time. Yeah. So I cry over trivial oh, things. If we got the naughty step, we'd be like, boy, we're chilling. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Naughty step is nothing. So we, but, but mine was we got a, the slipper. We got no. every, everything. Mine was the fact that I felt like I let them down, and I can't let people down. No. Or like I've done something wrong. I've, I'm, or I was literally saying this to maybe even a boss at work. So I barely got whooped, but at home, but at school, I was, I was a delight at school. Right. Yeah. I'm always number I can one. Imagine. Always a number one student. Very quiet and talk when I'm spoken to only, <sighs> and. One time, the naughtiest girl didn't even get to stand in the corner, and I did. They got me standing, I was like, what the actual f***? Why did I get stood on the corner? Why did I get made to stand in the corner? And the naughtiest girl, she was so naughty, she was sitting on the teacher's lap. And I was like, what? the world has changed. What is going on? Because some people like... They, they grow attachments, speaking yeah. from my mum being a teacher. Yeah. You just grow fond of kids who demand more attention. Yeah. Because they are, they're taking more of your time. Yeah. And so that is clearly I think how that's what it out. was. But I started crying looking at the wall. Oh. And was just, I was just so upset because I was like, I didn't even do anything. I must have just like whispered in someone's ear or something. Yeah. Something stupid like that. I just, I was told to stand in the corner. I was like. And I, and I wasn't one to argue because I was never allowed to argue at home, yeah. so I didn't do so. But you knew yeah. when you were at school you were not going to get the slipper because they're not allowed to do that. 
No. So even though that you had it at home, yeah, it was weird because I think more school. because at school, I had a reputation of being the good girl. Oh. So when I was standing in the corner, everyone was like, <gasps> like <laughs> everyone was so surprised. And so in the last, not last episode, but so before that, when I said I didn't like attention on me when. Oh, people you sing happy, happy birthday. birthday. I don't like it at all. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. I would cry. Yeah. And one time I cried when I gave a present to someone, to oh. like a teacher, because all the attention was going on me. And they were like, oh my God, thank you. And I just went, <laughs> oh my God. I was just crying. And yeah. I, like, I just don't know why, but I think it's because the overwhelming feeling of Everyone, looking, everyone at you. looking at you, and, yeah. I, and I don't like that. That's why I don't want a big wedding either, because everyone will look at everyone you. look at me, and I was like, I just don't want that. See, I would carry all the emotions in the room, and I'd be like, all of these people are so happy for me, and then I would cry. Oh, the no, thing is, I'm going to cry it. at this wedding at this weekend. I have yeah. met them once for twenty minutes. It's going to be so embarrassing because I don't know them, and I'm going to cry at their wedding because I feel I just take on the emotions in the room. It's a, I it's think a you're very sensitive. It's not. God's it is. It's like, I feel like it's like a bad superpower, but I literally, I walk in a room and I can feel the emotion and I carry it, like, uh, I, I express it. I, I, I see where you're coming from, but just not to that level. Mm. I am very emotional as well, and I do cry Did at you almost cry every at single the wedding. wedding in... Every wedding. Was it you and I that were crying? Yes. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember who else was crying with uh, me. It was me. <laughs> I cry at every wedding, even people that I'm not really close to. Yeah. But you see them and you see them say their vows and that they love each other and it's all and you, but so it's the emotional. parents crying. Yeah. And when the bride walks down and the, the groom, the groom like, is her, looking and I'm just, and like, just like, it's too much. I know. Just I like, know. It's so nice. It's just for me, it's like, it pulls on my heartstrings, and mm. that's why I cry. Mm. And maybe that's where we're similar, because yeah. I don't know anyone else that's like that. I don't. Except you. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm just going to be so embarrassed at the weekend. Oh, you'll be fine. I'm, I'm going to sure. have to warn everyone. By the way, I don't know the bride or the groom, but I will be crying at this ceremony. Yeah. But it's, it's not that you know the groom or the bride. It's just the overwhelming love and the story just, behind it all. I'll just try know. and sing, like, Maroon 5 or something. In my, I don't know where that but I, cry, from, but I cry at um, like when people win shows and stuff yeah I cry at that do you oh my god you've got that. so much in I, I know <laughs> I cry at all of it I, I cry at the X Factor celebrity I mean oh yeah I cry <laughs> at that as well it's oh, like all the time you apologise for that one but not the F-bomb you dropped earlier when are you serious I don't remember okay I don't remember but I'm going to beep that out oh okay yeah beep it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, we are high-class ladies. Yes. Um, so I've got a question for you, and it kind of touches on the point earlier about this generation has to break through the glass ceiling. Mm. Like, stemming off from that, do you feel like you should be at a particular level, uh, a particular age within your company? Yeah, I have that. What do you feel like you've got to be in five years? <sighs> Cause I... Or by the time you're 30, where did you think you would be? But this goes again with comparing with my siblings now. Okay. Because my siblings are all doing very well. Mm. I can't fall less than my younger siblings. And I can, for me, I strive to beat my older siblings. Yeah. So. Natural sibling rivalry. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And my older brother, golden child, (laughs) is, he's followed 
every societal pressure and demand and tradition that my mum has put on him and the world has put on him and he's done it so seamlessly. <laughs> he is the perfect child, <laughs> honestly. And he's this... Six, he's married. He's married. He is this six foot two, tall strapping lad and he's got everything going for him. So there's nothing wrong with him at all. <laughs> he goes, he can do no wrong. No. And um, so you would have pressures to the, because you've got older siblings to live up to. Yeah. So you would get pressures from that as well. Pressures, not just in a career point, but my figure, my pop, my body. Why? He's a man. He's gonna. No, have no, no. My, my, I've got sisters as well. Oh. Right. And I've got aunties. Yeah. Who are in much better shape than me and twenty years older than me. <laughs> so all of them. I don't know why I have such a vein. You can say vein. That's not the word I was thinking. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, they they my my family are quite um, image conscious. Yeah, and so as soon as you get a little bit fatter, or you've got your skin is not great, yeah. or your hair's looking not great, they'll say something, and you got to fix it. Otherwise, they'll say it for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, no one in my family's fat. Mm. I'm probably the fattest. Really? Yeah. And there's nothing of you. Mm. But you're, we've talked about this on a number of podcasts, that you don't look like your family. You're taller, you've got bigger feet, and you're a size 10. Guys, when, I, when she says bigger feet, it's not big feet, okay? Yeah. It's a size five. Yeah, so, so five feet, but <laughs> compared to like a two. The rest of my family are very slim. Yeah. And... Yes, the pressure is there to, okay. to, to keep looking good, to yeah. keep your body good. To You don't want to eat crap in front of them either. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't. can't eat that because they'll just say, oh, it's going to go to your skin. Oh, it's gonna oh go this to is where fat. you get it from. When I post what? a picture on the WhatsApp chat and you're like, and they mention the lips. A lifetime on And I'm there? like, go away, girl. <laughs> Let me enjoy my beef burger in peace. Yeah. But... That's how you learn to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Because my dad's made fun of me in my entire life. That's why I don't take it to heart. Yeah. But going back to my actual question. Sorry. Where do you want to be when you're 30? Like 10 years ago, well, where do you think you would be? 10 years ago, I thought at 30, I'd have kids. Yeah, but career-wise, sorry. Career-wise, oh, sorry. I never thought as far as sitting in an office. I wanted to have an office job. You never thought you wanted to have an office job? No, I, I, that, say 10 years ago when I was, say, 20, 18, yeah. I, thought my, I thought to myself, my goal is to sit in an office and be one of those ones in a pencil skirt and blah, 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 yeah. walk around. That's all I thought. I didn't think, I'm going to be a director. I'm going to be a, I don't know, key account director or whatever it is. Yeah. I didn't think that far or head of or but whatever it is. But you did think, I'll have kids by then. Yes. Quite interesting because I did my uh, dissertation at uni on this and talking to men and women, you couldn't, like, it's not transferable because I was literally just talking to a select few from the business uh, degree and where their career trajectories were going and what they felt the barriers were. Mm. And men and women had very, very different answers in that mm. men were saying, there are none, I'm going to be, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be the, the highest, yeah, yeah, the highest as I can possibly be, there's nothing that stops me. And the women's goal was like middle management, senior management, but they would have kids and that that would be a big barrier to them because yes. that's, that's, so it was very, very different. And these were 
still in university, final year, but mm. not even started on their career path, mm. and they'd already literally self put like made like handmade their own barriers. So here's a question to you then. Mm. You did the whole study on it, so you must have done a bit of reading behind it. You had the idea in your head um, of how men and women perceive work or business. Mm. So what was your thoughts at the time? Because if I had the idea in my head, then at least I could think about it and I, I'd have at least have thought about what I want to do. Yeah. Whereas I've, I haven't even thought about it until now. So... Has it changed at all, or have you thought about, uh, did you give an answer to yourself? No, I actually didn't, and that's a very good point. And I'm not sure what my answer would be, because I left the university not knowing what I wanted to do. Me neither. So, I I never went to university with a plan of what I wanted to achieve. So, um, I did think I would have kids by then, but at that point I knew it wasn't going to be at 24, because I wasn't (laughs) the right person, so... I'd, I'd already moved that back, but I didn't really place much on it. Do you know what? It's actually, no one's ever asked me what I thought about that. But, but I guess the answer's no different to what it is now. Mm. Is at some point I'm going to have to take a break. You will. And I'm seeing a lot more, by the way, of women not having children. Yeah. Um, but for those who do want to have children, um, it took one of my colleagues, it took her six months to find a job after that break. Really? Mm-hmm. I would just go back to the one I was at. But I just think... Oh, no, she took a longer break, so she kind of left. And, oh, okay, yeah. then just found another job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think, one, they're, they're trying to make it easier. But even now, like, to have a baby, but even now I sit here and think, I don't want... I, don't, I still don't know how high I want to go. Like, I'd say as high as I can, but at the same time, I don't want to manage people. I, I think that for us... Um, for, well, not for us, I speak for myself. For me... I don't want to have that much responsibility and pressure on me in a business that I don't own. Yeah, I so think that is the, the crux of it. Because I know that at home there will be that pressure and, you know, you've got to have responsibility of your kids and you've got all of this other stuff outside of work to focus on. And if you put all of your time and energy on work, being, say, a CEO, I'm sure a lot of women do it and... They are super women for being a CEO and having children and doing all of this stuff. Mm. But for me personally, I don't like too much pressure because no. I don't function well with too You're much pressure. You're not a driver off it? No. Um, enough pressure, yes. yes. I there's thrive off it. There's a limit. But if there's too much, I go overboard and I just fall apart. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, as bad as it might sound when I say it, I think where you've got a lot of female CEOs is where we've got young female or middle-aged or old entrepreneurs who've started their own business and then they're the CEO. To actually climb up the ladder, I think it's a lot, lot fewer. So yes, I think I you've got to take on the pressures of the other organisations and, and work for them. And it will take longer to get there. Yeah. And it's harder to break through, so it's a lot more stress. Yeah. But I think where we've got, where you'll say, oh, there are lots of female CEOs, I guarantee a lot of them are their own businesses that they've started up. But I mean, also CEOs of big companies as well who have worked up there. I would have so much time for these people to, to talk to if I could um, yeah. and see what pressures they found. Where did they start? Did they have their own mentor, like a female, strong female yeah. mentor? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did that help? Do you want to sum it up? Yeah. I guess from me and you, we have different 
pressures. Yeah. Our pressures have been very different in terms of like time and kind of milestones to meet. It's been very, very different. But overall, I think we still find societal pressures in some way. Maybe. I don't really know how we overcome them. No, but I'm just thinking, Miss, as you were summing it up there, maybe the reason why is I have no structure and I don't really have anything that's leading me to a particular goal. So it's true, therefore, though. I'm just winging it. I think once you have a plan, it makes it easier. Yeah. And I think all big and successful CEOs and entrepreneurs say that a plan is always the way to go. Fail to plan, plan to fail. Exactly. I thought it was quite interesting. When we chose this topic, I thought I would be like, yeah, I mean, yes, yet another burden on women that we just have to push out and battle. But actually, I just don't feel it. I personally don't feel it in the career trajectory, but in a personal perspective, then yes. I've not pressure but I do feel like the urge of people pushing me and stuff like that but I don't feel like oh because they're pushing me I have to do it no I just feel like okay why is there people pushing me doing certain things and at this point in time in my life and same as when I was younger when you know you hit 18 are you going to uni are you going to uni well it wouldn't even be are you going to uni it's what are you studying at uni what are you going to study at uni it's like you're going you're going going regardless but what you want to do there is your choice yeah yeah so to sum it up pressures are there personal and career yeah people might feel them differently because obviously we're all unique I think essentially don't get too bogged down in what other people are doing because everyone's been put on here to do something different Mm. and everything behind us in the past has been different to lead up to this moment so why would the future be any different and if everyone was the same the world would be so boring exactly so i think don't worry just stay in your lane focus on your end goal and just go for it yeah whatever lane that might be and as kim kardashian says you shouldn't always stay in your whatever lane people put you on you can make your own lane yeah exactly it's Endless. The opportunities are endless. Exactly. So with that, guys, I think this one was a little bit more of a happy... Yeah. But a more... I like talking things through with you. I've come to some good conclusions. I do. And it gets me thinking as well of what do you want to do, really, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. No, but still, I think I'm forever learning and forever um, changing my decisions and stuff. Mm. So... I'm always going to want to do something new. Yeah. And I don't want to stay in the same thing for a long time. I think. Which is us as in women millennials, aren't we? That's what we do. Yeah. I don't know. Change things up. Switch, Switch it, it up. up. Okay. Anyway, with guys, with that, <laughs> have a great week. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed that. And um, don't forget, forget to, to like subscribe and subscribe on... Yeah, never mind the girl talk on... Uh, Spotify and Apple oh, iPods. I was referring to Instagram. Apple, never mind the GT. Instagram and Twitter, never mind the GT. Like and subscribe, DM us, leave us a review. Five star us, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we shall see you in the next episode. Bye, bye. See you later. Bye.